Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two sharp chefs in a microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. All right, let's start with some words of wisdom in this podcast's sharp quote, Louis. The delicate balance of mentoring someone is not creating them in your own image, but giving them the opportunity to create them themselves. Steven Spielberg. Very smart man. I love it. Very creative man. Very successful man. So today we are talking about the importance of mentors. Louis and I have been lucky and grateful to have a few stellar ones in the professional kitchen. One of Louis's is our guest today, restaurateur Elizabeth Blau. She is the founder and CEO of restaurant development company Blau & Associates with clients like New York's Rainbow Room, Ritz-Carlton, and Viceroy Hotels and Resorts. Here in Las Vegas, she's the owner of two popular restaurants, Honey Sultan and Iron Steak and Sea, and we love her especially for her work as culinary chair at Three Square, the food bank that serves millions of meals each year to people in need here in Southern Nevada. And we just heard about the Women's Hospitality Initiative, which she co-founded. And uh, it's coming up, and it's going to be very exciting. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us, Elizabeth. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. So let's start there, because this sounds very exciting to us. We're all women here. Yeah. And tell us how this started and what exactly this initiative is. You know, I think the interesting thing is that so many times over the years, people ask me um, about how it is to be a woman in, a woman in the hospitality industry in, in Las Vegas. And, you know, to be honest... I don't think of myself as a woman in the hospitality industry in Las Vegas. I think of myself as a business person and um, I've kind of followed that that path. And um, while I have learned, I think, you know, over the years that, um, you know, as you are able to break some of those glass ceilings and establish yourself as um, a leader in whatever field that you, have chosen to to pursue um there's kind of a responsibility to you know to those that are you know trying to work their way up and there's a documentary that's produced by this um phenomenal woman joanna james it's called a fine line and the premise is that over 50 percent of women attending um uh, over 50 percent of people attending um culinary school in the u.s now are women and less than 7% are making it to either restaurant owners or executive chefs. And so, you know, there's a real gender inequity issue going on there. And I would guess to say um, that the number could be even lower here in, in Las Vegas. So I banded some wonderful friends together and um, we are forming this Women's Hospitality Initiative. We will kick off February 18th with um, a Nevada screening premiere of the Fine Line documentary. And from there, we will also be launching our initiative and our real, our goal and our mission is to ensure that all women um, in the hospitality industry in, in Las Vegas, um, particularly, you know, in the, in the food service restaurant side of things, have the opportunity to, to realize their dreams. And so that's mentorship, that's sponsorship, that's male allies, um, that's 
eradicating, you know, gender bias and, you know, really making sure that um, they have all the tools that they, they can. And so this is really an initiative, I think, of the city coming together. Las Vegas is an incredible community. It's an incredible giving community. And so it's about people working together to, um, you know, to help women um, realize their dreams and goals. Louie and I talked with Mary Sue Milligan yeah. about a very similar topic when mm-hmm. it comes to, and she, we had mentioned that Exact statistic. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, what's interesting about what she said was that as she was moving up further, higher and higher in the kitchen, you know, from, you know, cook to sous chef to executive chef to owning her restaurant, you know, to becoming what they are, Mm -hmm. the two hot tamales and all that stuff. um, You know, she said that she never really thought about it. Remember, that was surprising to us. The same, similar to what you were talking about, which is she saw herself as a boss as a boss lady, but not necessarily, you know, those being together and important, like that she was a lady and a boss, she was just a boss. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said, you know, as time went along, she realized, you know what, I do have a responsibility and a commitment to other women, you know, because I am not, um, it's not common what right. I do and, and where I'm at. So I think that's interesting to me that you kind of have a similar perspective. Without a doubt, when you're doing it, you're just doing it. You're not thinking I'm a man, I'm a woman. I'm just right. you know a, a person that's working really hard um, to realize my goals. But when you look back and um, you know the rest of the women aren't following, then you realize, well, maybe we need some different kind of lifelines or you know our strings to to happen. And right you now. Louie and I had that exact kind of uh, (laughs) conversation. And, you know, again, sometimes it's just as simple as, um, you know, paying attention and, you know, being able to open a door. Listen, you can open all the doors in the world. It's, you know, and have all the people in the world open those doors for you, but it's your responsibility. And so I opened the door and then she took a karate kick and (laughs) jumped in. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) Literally. Big black boot and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One one month I was just exhibiting my fine art stuff. And then I suddenly get a call from Miss Elizabeth Blau to shoot the uh, Centurion Lounge. So I was like, oh my God, this is it. And it kind of just like snowballed from there. I mean, Eater hired me shortly after that, and then I'm just like busy now, really, really busy. And the podcast launched, and you know, the premise of this was uh, we were going to do this because I just had that one job at Bazaar, so I had like I had all the free time in the world to produce this. Yeah. So I, I suddenly got really busy because of that. But yeah, those lifelines. I'm saying, they yeah, really, really count. But you have to kind of walk through the door yourself. How, how did that feel for you to be able to have somebody like Elizabeth it's, supporting it's, you? It's great. When I was trying to apply for Eater, I'm like, Miss Elizabeth, I'm going to put your name as a reference on my resume. <laughs> and then I, I actually applied late. And then I got a call like the next day. So it's a great thing to have somebody who's established in the community support and for them to vouch for you. It's like, wow. I feel exactly the same about Mary Sue Milligan and Susan Feniger. Without them, I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably be a chef de partie or something like that. You know, I I don't Mm -hmm. think that I'd be where I'm at without, you know, their paying attention, like you said. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily giving me anything for free. It's nothing like that. It's just having them as guidance and knowing that they're there for you no matter what. That's enough sometimes to give you the confidence to take the next step and do the next great thing. Exactly, exactly. So definitely. Um, so while we're on this topic of um, 
mentorship and, and, and the people that we're talking about. Um, I had the opportunity to be, to work with the James Beard Foundation and the Women in Culinary Leadership Mentorship, as you know. And Elizabeth Blatt was one of the mentors for that. So mm -hmm. why did you get involved with that? Well, many people don't know, but um, I really got my start with the James Beard Foundation. I was um, doing my master's at, at, uh, at Cornell at the hotel school, and I spent the summer interning with uh, Mitchell Davis, who's now um, a senior executive with the, the foundation, and I just fell in love with the, the mission. And so I love that whenever um, there's an issue, whether it's um, food safety or the slow food movement or, you know, or, or women's role right. um, and gender equity that James Beard really steps up and, and comes to the, the forefront. And so um, I thought that their culinary mentorship program sounded um, amazing. And uh, we've had um, three women come through the, the program. Um, I'd love to see more. And I think that um, as it gets more publicized and, and more women, you know, realize that, um, that these kind of support groups um, exist, um, that I think the, the mentor, the applicant pool will continue to grow. Hence yeah. the women's yeah. hospitality initiative. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally early. I mean, it's it's so great to see like cities like New York and LA and San Francisco looking into these kinds of issues. Right. But I think like us here in Las Vegas as a culinary community, we're so big and there, there's so many hotels, so many food establishments right. here that it should really, it's it's a great starting point. Right. It's, it's a great, nice big pool of like people in the yeah. community. So. And I think the people that would be mentors need to be reminded, you know, of, of what it does for people, the mentees. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're not everybody's like Elizabeth or Mary Sue that takes the initiative to do these programs. Some people just, they want to do it. They just don't have the outlet to do it and they don't know about it. Yeah. And I think if we can crack the code here in Las Vegas, how exciting will it be for, you know, the rest of the country to look at exactly. Las Vegas taking the lead? And I think, as you say, there's a lot of people that want to help. And you always see at the holiday times, you know, people's Facebook, right. you know, adopting, you know, a family in need and, you know, all of these wonderful things. But, you know, a very wise philanthropist once told me that, you know, Christmas is wonderful and, you know, and doing that is, you know, is, is certainly, you know, very fulfilling, but there's 364 days right. a year that people, you know, also still time. need, you know, help and, and advice. And so I think people want to do things. And so I think one of the things about our hospitality initiative is providing that, that bridge between mentors and even taking it a step further to what we call sponsorship, which is um, where you not only mentor a person, but you actually are active in, in their whole um, kind of growth and movement in whatever company. And so I think that, you know, by extending these programs for men and women to participate, because I think that's going to be the real success is, is men and women working together to help um, this next generation uh, thrive. Yes, we need everybody. Right. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Three Square while we're talking about helping as well. I know that you're the culinary chair. And as we just talked about, many of our listeners are chefs and people that work in restaurants. And they always ask, hey, do you know where we could help? What are some ways that especially people that are skilled could maybe help you out or, you know, what can we do to become a, a better community that helps people, especially Louie and I talk about this all the time, the hungry. It's just such an obvious issue. Mm -hmm. You know, chefs like Jose Andres have just taken it to like this level that it should have been taken, you know, and, and he's done such great work. But what can we do here in Las Vegas that, you know, where we could support feeding the hungry? Well, I, 
I think, first of all, Three Square is just such an extraordinary organization. And as a mom and a, a business person, you know, it's not only people um, that are, you know, at risk for um, for hunger in, you know, in time of a crisis or, you know, in a third world country. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have plenty of families of children, um, uh, elderly you know, who are going to bed um, hungry. And so, you know, to me, it's just completely unacceptable that while we have such a wealth of of food and, you know, when people come to the city and ask me for recommendations, I mean, all the time, (laughs) almost limitless where I can send them for, you know, truly an extraordinary meal from any (laughs) super casual and in Chinatown to, you know, fine dining in one of the casino hotels. And so, you know, to have our, you know, very vulnerable, um, community, um, hungry, it's just, is unacceptable. And so to me, our city bands together like none other. And so, you know, you can volunteer to pack backpacks or to pack, um, boxes for homebound elderly who, who can't get out. Um, and then also we have tremendous participation in, in restaurant week and this week, this yeah. year, I want to see that participation even, um, even higher, but, um, restaurant week is a great supporter of, um, of our efforts at three square and, um, how we are able to, you know, reclaim for pennies on the, on the dollar food from, um, supermarkets, food that's at expiration point, but, you know, is still yeah. good for, for eating and then being wow. able to redistribute those, um, foods to things like Catholic charities and, you know, and some of the other really great organizations around town. Um, it's just, it's really exciting. It seems in your nature to be helper. Where do you get that from? <laughs> well, I'm sure it starts with my um, with my parents, um, who uh, have always been very philanthropic. Um, but I, I think it's just I, I think um, it's something about this community that really um, you know sparks this this willingness to give. I've you know lived in cities all over the world, but um, for such a small community. Um, in terms of our, our population size, it's just extraordinarily um, philanthropic and an extraordinary uh, spirit of, of giving. Why restaurants? Um, you know, the funny thing is, is that my parents, um, my mom was a teacher, my dad's a, a, a physician, um, but they always had a, a real passion. I mean, you know, they were foodies before that was a, a term. So they always had a passion for great food and they also um, love art and culture. And so my sister is an artist. She became a painter and I got the the food bug. And, you know, for many years, I didn't think it was going to be my career. I just, you know, I paid my way through high school and you know, college, uh, making extra money working in restaurants. And I thought it was more of a hobby than, than a, a career, but, um, somewhere along the line, I, I caught the bug. And, uh, yeah. so I started when I was, um, 16. And so basically I've, um, you know, kind of seen the industry from the supplier side. I've worked for a big liquor distributor. I've worked for a party and event company. Um, I worked as a cocktail server, a bartender, I had a catering business. And so, um, I've really seen, you know, the, the different sides. And then I went back to school, um, as I said, to get my, my master's, um, in, uh, on the strategic marketing side of, of things. And so, um, I think what Cornell really gave me was 
sort of like getting an MBA. Um, it was really understanding the business side of our industry as well as the, the practical side. And yeah, that's key. 22 years yeah. later. Well, you know, now it, it's key because you have to, you know, I mean, as good as your food and your services, you better be on your marketing game right. because you can have mm-hmm. great food and service. And if nobody knows about you, then you will go out of business. Probably yeah. now more than ever. Very and and know, that's and then, changing. Yeah. And then yeah. the finance um, side, because, you know, it's not enough again. And you've got that to understand good. how the, you know, the economics of the business works. I think so many people feel like, oh, I'm just going to open a restaurant. Like yeah. it's no it's, big deal. It's not that easy. And then so many open and you have hope for them and then, before the end of the year, they're yeah. gone already. That first year is, I bet, insane. Our failure rate in the restaurant industry it's is, ridiculous. Is, is tremendous. But I think, to your point, a lot of people are like, I mean, how hard could this right. be? I eat three meals people. a day. I know about food. <laughs> um, but really, you know, it's it's so much um, it's so much more. And, and so many times, you know, we are interviewing chefs who, you know, are leaving their position and they say, well, I'm a chef partner. What does that mean? Oh. nothing really right. because you're a part if you're not making money then you're a partner <laughs> oh, nothing nothing <laughs> right so um you know it's just some of it is is simple economics but you know really when you you know look at um the issue that we have um, in a lot of shopping centers i mean you know traditional retail is dying i mean you know it's cyber monday it's, shi- it's changing uh, you know everything's the, changing all of the different things that you know that are out there um and so um now so much traditional retail is being you know replaced with restaurants but you know we're being over programmed in almost every city i mean you know i was visiting Nashville not long ago. And, you know, I remember five years ago, you know, the restaurant scene and now, you know, that restaurant scene has quadrupled. You talked about interviewing. So what are some qualities you look for when hiring and promoting people in your company? Um, you know, this is a, a, a very difficult business, it's long hours, it's holidays, it's, it's weekends. And so, um, you can't be afraid of that, that hard work. And, um, you know, again, as the matriarch of our, of our company, um, I am a huge proponent of that, you know, family, you know, work life balance. And so, you know, you can work hard, um, or you could be hardly working. And so you have to, you know, kind of choose between the the two and you have to work intelligently. And that doesn't mean, you know, there's so many times where, you know, I've told a chef or a manager, like, you have to go home. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's working intelligently and then there's figuring out how to have that that balance. And so, um, you know, there's not a lot of good things about getting older, but <laughs> the one thing is the wisdom. The wisdom. <laughs> yes, exactly. That, that comes That's with awesome. it. And so, you know, seeing the things that, um, you know, you have, may have missed in your, you know, your own youth um, and being able to, to do that balance. So again, it's just, it's, it's people that are very organized, that are very dedicated um, and can get that work done so that you can have that, um, that, that balance. Because, you know, again, um, our restaurants are living, breathing, um, you know, creatures that, you know, kind of just keep trucking on and, you know, we, close just a couple days a, a year. Um, and so it's just, it's really critical that, that people recharge so that when they are at work, that they're the best that they can be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to us, you're an outstanding female role model. Oh, yeah. And I think that it's important for us to see other women succeed. 
Uh, do you have any advice for other female entrepreneurs? Because Louie and I are kind of female entrepreneurs right. at this point. Um, I know that, you know, those things can be separate, like that we're just entrepreneurs, but there is like a set of right. unique totally. circumstances with being a female. Uh, so do you have any great tips for us or things yes. that we need to watch out for? <laughs> well, first you have to develop a thick skin. I was very excited. I don't know where I read it, but um, I read that Jennifer Lopez um, gets very angry at the word no, and she doesn't believe in the word no. And I thought, well, if it's good enough for JLo, then I am adopting that too. <laughs> you know, there's always a, a nice way around a no. Um, and um, I definitely do not like to be told no. And so it's it's how you handle things. And, you know, you only have one reputation um, in this industry. And so, um, you know, you kind of have to, you know, develop a code of ethics for yourself, but you also have to be able to, you know, be willing to, to push. And, you know, when you get a no, you know, figure out a, a way around, around, it. around that, that answer, because it's really easy, um, as you, you know, see people in, you know, various industries and in corporations No is so much easier than yes, because yes means change often and people don't like change inherently. And so, um, it's, it's just, it's really kind of, you know, sticking to those, you know, those, that code of ethics that you kind of establish for yourself and, and, and for your company, um, you know, keeping it real and, and keeping that balance and standing for something, um, you know, and it's that chicken with the egg because you have to do something before you can stand for something. Right. And yeah. so, um, you know, I was asked in an, you know, interview about, you know, kind of, uh, young and up and coming, you know, celebrity chefs. And again, it's like, you've got to accomplish something as a chef, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. Um, and then you can start worrying about the other things, but, you know, just keep pushing on those doors and, um, and, you know, doing what you love, um, is so important and it makes everything so much easier that um if you're working a hundred hours like i know Louis is if you're doing <laughs> something is. that you love um it just it makes the whole uh whole thing <laughs> so much more um just acceptable and and appreciable and true. Uh, just makes things a lot easier to get through a busy day mm -hmm. we talk to a lot of mentors that say that you know they get as much as, if not more, from being a mentor um, than the mentee. Have you experienced that, that you learn also in the process of helping someone else? You know, the funny thing is, is that, um, you know, very much to what, you know, Mary Sue and, and Susan Walt will tell you, I mean, again, I think of myself as a person giving advice because I've, you know, I've lived it, um, you know, not necessarily, you know, as an executive or a mentor, I just go about my day doing, you know, what it is that, that I, I do. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes when we're going through payroll or something, I'm like, wow, a lot of people work for us. And those are a lot of families <laughs> right. that, you know, that, that come with them. And so, um, you know, again, I think that, um, I just do it from a place of, of sincerity and, um, I do it because 
um, so many people gave me that hand up right. um, in the in the process to be able to um, to find what it is that I, I love and, and I'm passionate about. And so when I come to work every day, um, I'm never tired of, you know, of new dishes or, of you know, seeing new things or traveling to, you know, see or reading. And now with, you know, the Internet and, you know, it's not just, you know, in the old days it was magazines. But, you know, right. now you can, you know, kind of Google anything anywhere in the world and, you know, and see what what somebody is doing. And so, um, you know, I I feel very grateful for that, um, that passion. And I think that um, it's the continuation of the young people um that are in my life that you know that continue to inspire and and to you know to kind of push those those buttons so um i feel i do feel grateful for for both sides of the coin right so you're an expert in restaurant development so we'd like to know what you think the next big trends and food and restaurants what's coming around that's going to be the new cool thing well, you know, I think that, um, you know, first we saw, um, the food trucks and the, in the pop-ups. Um, I think we're, we're starting to, you know, to see more of that. I love these, um, chef collaborations where, um, I love them too, right. Where somebody will pop up in another mm-hmm. city. You know, I was so jealous when I saw the Kai Vu one. I was like, Oh, why didn't I go to that one with you? And you know what? The Kai Vu dinner was so wonderful because, his team working with our team. And so instead of it just being, you know, another night of business on the, on the line, you're, you know, completely pushing the envelope and seeing different foods. And, um, they were so sweet because they clearly prepped, you know, more than the number of guests. And so, you know, all of the staff after the dinner got to, you know, taste the various dishes. And so, um, you know, again, I think, you know, pushing these things, you know, out of the box and, out of the envelope. I think what, um, the cosmopolitan did with bringing us a little mini Hattie B's and a mini pock pock. And, yeah. um, and that you know, that court. Cool I love that food court. Food court. <laughs> I think you're going to see more of those where you, um, where the barrier to entry, you know, which is why I think you saw the proliferation of the food trucks where the barrier of entry is, you know, it was really expensive to open a full service, but right. you know, here somebody can specialize in a couple of dishes and, and really mm-hmm. focus and, um, and to be able to bring that skill into, you know, kind of a collaborative workplace. All right. We're going to switch gears right now to on the fly, 60 seconds, rapid fire questions. Wow. Are you ready? Elizabeth? I'm ready. Yay. All right. And go. The food you often crave. Anything sweet, (laughs) especially donuts. Oh, wow. Uh, Favorite dessert. (laughs) Uh, Definitely could be donuts or chocolate cake. Best tool for your job. Hmm. A gym. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. Cat or dog person? Dog. Mm-hmm. Golden retrievers. Yeah. Most inspirational person? Oh, that would be hard to to narrow down. There are so many inspirational women in this city. Elaine Wynn, Diana Bennett, Jan Jones, the list goes on. Dream place to travel and eat? Italy. Beach, Sicily. We hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Childhood favorite food? Candy, donuts. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a sweet tooth. I'm getting it. <laughs> Guilty pleasure? 
candy donuts. (laughs) (laughs) And last question. Favorite alcoholic beverage? Ooh, that would be a tie between a margarita and a mojito. Mojitos. That's great. I I could use one right now. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a bar right now. Yeah, it's got a bar somewhere. But yeah, we have to ask this. How do you relax? That was on the news. Hiking. I love hiking. Yeah. We are so lucky to have Red Rock and Mount Charleston in our backyard. So beautiful. Yeah, I totally agree. So we're going to go ahead and move along to Let's Sell It with Elizabeth Blau. What's going on at Honey Salt? What's coming up? What are some things that you want to pimp out? <laughs> well, I think one of the fun things we do at Honey Salt, our, our farm table, as we said, sometimes they're collaborations with other chefs. Sometimes they're collaborations with um, other farmers. We did one with Desert Bloom and, you know, they brought... They did a farm farm stand and it was just really spectacular. So stay tuned and get on our our honey salt newsletter to, to find out all the exciting dinners that we'll be doing in the in the spring. But um, you know, we're still very busy with our honey salt uh cookbook. It's a culinary scrapbook, so it's a little different. Um it tells the making of the restaurant and stories through our inspirations and our journeys and uh and then it has the typical um you know picture recipe that you know of dishes that might be some of your favorites from from the restaurant. But the exciting thing is we are starting on uh we're well into our way of um our second cookbook, which Woo! is Honey Salt Holidays. That's awesome. It was really tough when we were doing the first cookbook because I kept wanting to interject the holidays because for us the holidays are a time that um we really get to, you know, spend time with family and, and cook. And so, you know holidays like Thanksgiving and 4th of July are some of my favorites where there's no, you know, kind of familial responsibility except for, you know, football and cooking. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the cookbook will take you on a journey all around the world for us celebrating, you know, in maybe unexpected places. So Cinco de Mayo in Jamaica and Christmas in Hawaii. And so that's an um, interesting spin. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like side and travel. Yeah. How long does that take? to do something like that? Because that sounds that lengthy, is a, probably. That is lengthy a very process. good question. Yes. So the Honey Salt Cookbook took about four years. And oh. um, at least now we have one under our belt. So we sort of right. know what we're getting into. But I would say this will probably take two to, to three years because, um, you know, you don't shoot every holiday in, you know, necessarily in order. Um, and so we got to get them all in and um, even creating some fun new ones like fall harvest and, yeah. and and some you know places that we've you know just found some really amazing celebrations of of food and and culture that we're we're adding to the story we're so yeah. excited to see that mm-hmm. miss elizabeth's quite the traveler yeah I'm telling you. like Thanks. and she's quite the photographer too wow yeah. really <laughs> oh, I've got my iPhone 11, which is the only good thing about that iPhone. And so the camera I, I am, uh, is the camera. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much. Go get the Honey Salt cookbook. Yeah, definitely. Go visit them at Honey Salt and Buddy Fees. Mm-hmm. Please support local business. Mm-hmm. And for Elizabeth and Louie, this is Lorraine signing off. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. 
And check out Two Sharp Chefs, that's with a number two, on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.